there. Before we jump into today's episode, I want to make sure that you know about three pretty cool changes I've made to my two signature e-courses, Marriage Methods for Women in Difficult Marriages and Heartbreak to Hope for Women Who Are Separated or Divorced. Change number one, you can now pay whatever you can afford for either of these courses. I don't want money to get in the way of your healing. Change number two, you can now decide between receiving the content weekly for 12 weeks or in a guidebook PDF upon purchase. And change number three, if you have a friend or family member in your life who is in a difficult marriage or going through a divorce, you can now give either of these courses as a gift. See, I told you these were cool changes. Check the links in the show notes to order today. Hey, sweet ones. Welcome to a very special episode of the All That To Say podcast with me, your host, Elizabeth. On this podcast, we talk about the hard stuff. A, because I've been through a lot of it. B, because most of you have too. And C, because I really believe that we have a loving God who sometimes gives us second chances. Today, we're talking about remarriage, and I am joined once again by my sweet husband, Richard, also goes by Buzz. Hello. Hello, honey. So we've been married. I have eight years written down. That's not right. We've been married seven years. Seven. Wow. We've known each other. Right, 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 right. Okay. And uh, he has sweetly accepted my invitation to come back on the episode or on the podcast and to talk about remarriage and our marriage specifically. Um, If you haven't already listened to our other episodes on episode five, we talked about divorce. And on episode 11, we talked about dating after divorce. So you might want to go back and listen to those. And at some point, we might do an episode about blended families and co-parenting and step-parenting. So we're not going to really touch on that specific um, topic today, though they are a huge part of our remarriage story. I'm sure we'll talk about it a little bit. So welcome to the podcast. And let's talk about our remarriage, shall we? <laughs> let's talk. Okay. All right. So I'm going to ask the questions and we can both answer however we want, whatever comes to your mind. So the very first question we've got is, what were you expecting remarriage to be like? Uh, I'm thinking of like a lot of different things. Um, I think looking back then, I was thinking of like redemption or I'm worthy or there's someone out there that's um, going to want me for who I am. And mm. and once you've um, fallen to the depths of like depression and you build yourself back up. You like feel like, hey, rejuvenated. I, I'm ready to tackle the next um, part of my life. And I always definitely wanted to be married. Um, just, I just think I had a whole totally outlook of tools and techniques and stuff that I was going to incorporate in the mm. in my new marriage. Mm-hmm. And that's just through counseling and and building yourself up and admitting the things that you did wrong. If you did 10, 20 things wrong, that's fine, but don't dwell on because there's at least that many that you did right. And Mm. you just slowly build yourself back up and you're ready for a new, a new marriage and a new partner. Yeah. Um, I left this one blank because (laughs) I I have no idea what I expected remarriage to be like. I think after my first marriage ended, I think I genuinely thought it remarriage wasn't even on my radar. 
So it's not like I was dreaming of another guy out there somewhere. Also, I was in the thick of raising two teenagers. So I was probably just like, like, let's get us through this. But I'm not sure I had any idea what to expect with remarriage. I think my expectations were realistic and or low because (laughs) the first marriage was so hard and there was so much conflict. Um, I'm sure there was a part of me that thought, am I just going into another of the same thing? I hadn't seen good, so I didn't know to expect that. Um, so yeah, that's my non-written down answer to that. Okay. How would you describe our marriage the first couple of years? First couple of years. Uh, the first couple of years, probably the hardest. Yeah. Um, I don't think we planned ahead enough to, to wait a little longer or who knows if we had waited, if it would have even lasted I, I look back and think that, um, wait, pause. What? Like, like, <laughs> even, like, even like, the, like, like dating, it was a long distance marriage. Mm. You I mean was, like we might not have, do you mean we might not have stayed together if we had just kept dating? No, I'm saying you don't know, like, like the dynamic of it. If you like, if we pushed it out longer, we didn't intentionally date and we were like, Right. If we did those things differently. Yeah. Like we, there's no way continued the dating. Like you had a few dates lined up. I had a few dates lined up and then we started the process of like pushing our goals towards together. Yeah. But like we weren't like high school sweethearts. We weren't like in the same area. We were like totally different people. We don't, we didn't know. Yeah. Everything about like someone you would know, like you grew up in a small town and Mm -hmm. even if you weren't in the same class, I knew people that were like four years ahead of me, four years behind me. And we, we, we saw everybody, like we met each other's family and we knew our side, but there's still a lot of hidden things in there. Yeah. And then like when you get into marriage and living together, plus our our marriage first year was kind of separated being away at my job and coming home here and there. And that was kind of tough too. I didn't plan on that. Yeah. That's yeah. That was my answer for the first, our first 18 months we lived apart, which was weird. Um, I don't know. Maybe it was one of those that it was like a nice, an extra transition time or like kind of extra dating. But I mean, it was hard to feel one when we saw each other like two times a week, maybe, maybe three or whatever. Um, so that was, that was just a weird, it just put a weird strain on it. Right. Yeah. And yeah, the beginning was just, it was just, it just felt like disjointed. It felt kind of, I don't know. I don't know if we, you don't have that daily yeah, we weren't waking up together, getting going to, know to work, each other. getting to know each other that first year and a half. And that was crucial. Yeah. I, I didn't read into the marriage part. I was thinking of like the dating and oh, like yeah. slowing it down. Yeah. But yeah, it was uh it was a different dynamic. And then blending five kids into the mix is a lot different at different ages. And yeah. If you're if you're thinking of remarrying and you meet someone, you have to account for 
kids, jobs, yeah, family, relationships. It's it's just not like you're going to fall in love and it's going to be like rosy all the time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and to explain, because I'm not even sure we really said, for those who like followed our story when we first met, they might remember. But the reason we lived apart wasn't, it was, um, he was not able to get a transfer for his job. And we thought he was going to. Um, we thought it was going to be easy peasy. And it turned out to be not only difficult, impossible. So at one point we finally just had to pull the trigger. Um, and he kind of like started over here, but we won't go into the details of that, (laughs) 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 but, um, okay. So we have now been married seven years, not eight. Um, how would you describe our marriage now? Um, you want to go first on this one? Sure. Um, okay. So almost the first thing that comes to my mind is that we're buddies and I didn't know that a marriage could be fun, that I'd want to be with you so much. Um, we're very different, have different likes and, you know, kind of different personalities. You're, I would say more extrovert than I am, more social, but I've been very um, pleasantly surprised that we have found enough things in common that we enjoy doing together. Um, And frankly, I didn't know I could like even get along with a man. So I'm still like pleasantly surprised every day that we just, yeah, we just get along. Mm -hmm. I like being with you. (laughs) (laughs) So that's what I think our marriage is like now. Um, describe our marriage now, seven years then I would say it's, it's been going pretty smooth. Um, when I think of that, I think of like getting home from work, cuddling on the couch, watching movies. And we're, we're not like, we're not tied down. Like if we want to go out to eat, if we want to go on a road trip, we don't have to worry about kids or a pet. We're, we're flexible now. We're in the next stage of our lives and we're there for our kids, but it's the constant, like, just like, it's like a ray of sunshine or something. I mean, everything's not easy, but life can be easy if you, if you can make it that way. I just, I just think, like you said, we're buddies and it's just nice to pick up and go and do whatever we want. You want to go to ice cream or go shopping. We're, we can do that at a moment's notice. Or, well, I can. She's got to get ready. Wow. <laughs> anyway, shots fired. That's no, the that's hardest totally thing about true. remarriage. If that's your worst thing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Waiting on a woman. And I like how you say that we're flexible. Bless your heart. He is flexible. I am becoming slightly more flexible with age. <laughs> so, um, okay. So, I know, you know, we kind of said, like, what we described our marriage in the first couple of years was pretty difficult, but so what would you say is the hardest thing about remarriage? If, at least our, our experience. Yeah. I see your, your yeah. notes. Yeah. <laughs> I would say the hardest thing is our kids because it's, you never know it's up and down and it's yeah. spread out over five different towns, five different cities. And we have, we have boyfriend, girlfriend, we have marriages and we have grandkids and each, each person needs their own little different help. Like 
with certain parts of their lives. We, we try to take a back seat as much as we can. We try to nudge when we can. And it's just like the, probably the hardest part is like waiting for your kids to work themselves through it mm. and not be a parent all 24 seven. And probably, and it's probably just as hard for me, but I'm not as vocal in that area. And I can tell when you're like frustrated with the kids, not, not frustrated with their, with what they're doing. It's just that, you know, they're in pain and you want to go in and swoop in and take them cookies or donuts <laughs> and say, it's going to be okay. And yeah. that's just, um, that's just not all true reality. I'm not, I'm not trying to cut it down, but it's just, we have to try to be patient and wait through it. And we're both ready to go in and save the kids. Yeah. So yeah, I would say that's probably the hardest thing on remarriage. Yeah. I, so for sure, I would say that the hardest part was the blended family portion, which I feel like we could, it's a tough one to talk about because they're all adults. And so they're not all here to like add their, you know, their two cents. So I want to be really careful. That's why I'm not even totally sure if we'll do a blended family one. We'll see. But, um, I would say like the next kind of hardest thing about, I don't know if it's about remarriage in general, or I, I can only really go about, you know, talk about our experience is that, um, it can be hard for me when we argue because it really throws me off because we argue so infrequently. And so, and when I say infrequently, I want to give, uh, some comparison so that y'all know what I'm talking about in my first marriage. And I don't think I'm being overdramatic when I say this, I, if I had to guess, um, there would probably be somewhere between two, three, four to 10 arguments a week, depending on the season of marriage and such. And I don't like conflict. Um, and I would say with us, we probably, it's somewhere between every four to eight weeks that there's a something. Um, and so I'm not saying I wish we argued more so that I could get used to it. Not what I'm saying, but I'm so, I'm super grateful that it's infrequent, but because it is, it can really kind of throw me back. I don't want to say it's triggering necessarily because the, the conflict pattern is very different than in my first marriage but it can kind of maybe bring back some of those feelings of, you know, the yucky feelings of being in a conflict. Mm. So, um, yeah. All right. What are some tools that we've used that have helped us get closer and communicate better? My answers are like really a lot of <laughs> answers on that one. I'm trying to cover them up so you can't see my answers. I already wrote it. Great. Um, what would you say we do that helps us get closer? And well, I agree better? with, uh, we ask questions. And I do, um, process externally. I do that. Yes. I might get, I think it's, um, more how I grew up and like being a smaller kid in a small town and being picked on. I, I think mm. that that's my like self-protection uh -huh. mechanism that I've gotten into. Like, okay, I've had enough. I'm not taking any more. And, yeah. Then I start to defend myself and yeah. and I probably like lash out and cut deeper than 
what probably needs to be done for the mm -hmm. situation, but it's a protective mechanism. And I feel like I've been working on that a lot. Yeah. I and, agree. and, um, like just different things with, um, like when we go out to dinner, like you said, um, we talk, we, we ask questions, we ask how your day was, or what do you need? Stuff like that. Or if I'm going to the store, that, that helps. And sometimes I forget a lot of things. So I know you said some stuff today. I was thinking on the way home, I'm like, what did she say? And then, so I need, we'll sometimes I need that to be like, um, wrote down or wrote out more than once. Yeah. And that helped me, um, I'm a better visual person than I am like just hearing it. Yeah. Like, if I see it and read it, then I can memorize it and remember it. Yeah. So. That's good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So when we go out to eat, we, you'll sometimes like pull up um, on your phone, like you'll go online and questions for a dating couple or questions for a married couple. And we'll ask each other those um, that helps us to, just kind of continue to get to know each other. We've done counseling um, a couple times. We've done things like um, uh, online quizzes for like our Enneagram numbers and our attachment styles, which I'm going to put all the links to those things in the show notes. Um, when we figured out our attachment style, this was probably three years ago, maybe. And do you remember how we could see? So we had um, two different attachment styles but we could see there was an actual diagram that showed our, like a circular diagram of oh. our conflict. And there was just something about seeing it on a piece of paper that it made it feel, um, it sort of normalized it for me. Cause I think I was thinking we're, we're the only people in the world who argue like this. And it turned out our attachment style combo is one of the most popular is the right word. <laughs> common is the word I'm looking for common. So, um, you know, realizing that you were an external processor, that I'm an internal processor, that was huge for us. And so even something that we talked about in counseling one time was um, how, say if we're in a conflict, things have maybe been building up and you do say like 10 or 15 things. Mm -hmm. And how my internal processing works is I grab all of the 10 or 15 things and then the next day I'm asking myself in my journal and I'm, you know, asking God, is this accurate? Is this accurate? Do I need to work on this? Did this, is this really true? And our counselor suggested that we kind of work this out, that I take one or two of the things that I'm maybe most concerned about that you've shared. And I bring it back to you a day or two later and say, is this accurate? And you even telling me one time, 90% of what I say when I'm like in the moment isn't true was really helpful. Oh, you're calling me a liar. No. Uh, <laughs> I think we're having uh, technical difficulties. Technical difficulties. Um, anyway, so all those things have been really huge to work on. Um, I mean, the goal is we want to be as close as we can. We want to communicate well. We want this marriage to be strong and successful. And so all of these things work towards that. Okay. I feel like I'm going too long on that one. Um, what was the most surprising thing about remarriage? To you, my dear. Uh, okay. Well, I might have already said this. I did say this. Oh, that's all right. Oh, okay. Well, I said the most surprising thing genuinely is how well we get along, which is almost all of the time. Um, 
Yeah, that was my, I, I mean, I still can't go to, get over it. I was also in a lot of conflict with other people. <laughs> so I genuinely believed I was the common denominator and like no one, if they lived with me, could get along with me. And so it's just one of those things that I still just pinch myself um, that you genuinely seem to, you know, like me and stuff. Mm. How about you? Most surprising, surprising thing about thing remarriage. About remarriage. I, I would think I would like to say about the, like, like just now I just got home from work and you greet me at the door and we do my laundry, get it ready for the next day or we have stuff already prepared or ready to go. Or, I mean, there's not a lot of like worries about like after work stuff, like there's stuff that I like to do. There's stuff that you like to do. We might go out for dinner. I, I think probably the most surprising thing is how smoothly that the household goes now and how I've remained calmer more nowadays. Yeah. I don't know if that's just my age or if it's just a different dynamic in the marriage or I don't want to give me too much credit versus what you came out of because we could also attribute probably a lot of it to our season of life, which is right. empty nest. Whereas we were both raising children during a lot of chaos in our yeah, life. Yeah, there was a lot of chaos, <laughs> just natural chaos in right. our first marriages. And, and we so. have we have kids that have kids and I'm like, how the heck are they doing that now? <laughs> yeah. Like, how did I get through that? <laughs> right. Yep. So yeah, that that's probably true. It's like a different dynamic where in the later years of our life, we're a little more calmer, we're a little more laid back, or at least I am. <laughs> Again, Stop wow. Do you hear what he says to me? <laughs> See what she has to put up with? Um, okay. What do you wish you would have known beforehand? Do you want me to go first on this one since I, I do actually have? Yeah. Okay. So one, it would have been really great to know that your job wouldn't allow a transfer. And we wouldn't have, uh, we wouldn't be living together for a year and a half. I think that would have been that's a big thing. That's a it was a huge one. I don't want to dwell on it, but it was a big deal. Um, I think it would have been helpful to know um, how complex it would be with our kids. Um, something that I read that was really helpful was, and I read this maybe about six months in, but I wish I would have known it even before. Um, I read just this one quote. I don't remember who said it what their credentials were, but it was that it takes about seven years for a blended family to feel like a family. And we're at the seven year part. And I'm, I feel that, um, mm -hmm. I feel like I, it doesn't feel as, um, I don't want to say manufactured, but like forced maybe. Um, so I think I wish I would have known it was going to be seven plus years. Um, also there was a lot of pain with both of our exes and with the kid thing. And I think just in general, it was harder than either of us expected. And yet at the same time, I'm not sure I would have wanted to know like all that was going to happen in the first five years. Cause that would have, I, I don't know if we knew it feels so far removed from where we are now. But if we really knew what the first five years was going to be, I mean, we might have been like, mm, bye, <laughs> love ya, but holy cow. I tried cow. saying that 20 minutes ago. 
<laughs> now you're starting to pick up. <laughs> See how I'm leading. The that, was, that was good. Yeah, that was good. Okay. Um, so what are your thoughts on what you wish you would have done um, before? Like you said, the kids and the, I think the best way to describe it is like, I've been with my, my best friend or my kids for at that time, 17, 18 years, they know me, they know everything about me, but then you throw in like, you're with your best friend or your kid of this, of this magnitude and this many years, you throw someone else into the mix, a new kid, a new spouse. And we, we, we just expect them to like us and know us when even really dating for a year, you, you got pieces of me and you grown, we grew to like each other and love each other. Our kids didn't have that right time to keep up and be in the click. And then they're like, wait a minute, our parents are getting married. What's going on or whatever in their minds or they were happy that we were happy. But yeah, that's, that's just the different dynamics that you don't know beforehand. You just think that everything's okay because you're happy and you're with someone that makes you happy, but then you don't see the behind the scenes of like, uh, yeah, the kids, um, hurting and wondering why their parents are divorced and now remarrying and Yeah. And they might even wonder if this one will even last or if they have to go sure. through it again, because I mean, I'm sure even I, we both didn't really think about divorce and we were both married for 20 plus years. Yeah. Um, okay. Do you think we could have prepared better or any differently? I don't think so at the time. We only like, like the counselor said, we only knew what we knew and yeah, that's, we could have probably tried to plan a little better, but I don't, I don't think we could have. I mean, I think we thought we had it all pretty well figured out. I think we did. Didn't we? <laughs> I really I think we did. I didn't read your answer. Yeah. No, we've said this in other episodes and other webcasts, but, um, if, and you know, there's, there's no look, there's no going back in time, but if we, if there would have been a way that we could have like picked up the timeline of when we met and bumped it even one or two years, that would have given all of our lives and children and our hearts a little bit more time to heal and settle. Um, but we did do so much prep. Um, 190 dates. We went through two or three studies together. We did, um, yeah, we did, um, premarital counseling before we got engaged, which was pretty in depth. And it was with a counselor who already knew me. So that saved a lot of the sort of time we were able to dive in pretty deep quickly. So yeah. Okay. Is there something you do differently in this marriage that you didn't do in your first? Uh, yeah, there's a lot of things. Well, <laughs> want to share a couple. I think the top one is I trust you more than I think I trusted her. And I had really, I had some reasons, but I think uh, my jealousy and mm-hmm. anger and my things that I did through my life that maybe made me jealous that I shouldn't have. And that really factored in a whole lot of dynamics. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if, if she'll listen to this. It's kind of tough. Um, like the, I'm a little more loving and 
touching and like rubbing your back or your hair or something. Yeah. I mean, looking back, I don't really see us even kissing that much or touching or whatever. Right. It was like go to bed and see in the morning and that was it. I mean, I, I grew apart from that. I guess I had a disconnect, but yeah. Yeah. There's a lot. I think that's just through my life and depression stuff. Like I think that it changed me to do be a more caring husband. Mm, yeah. Um, okay. So a couple things that I thought of one is I genuinely try to let you be you. Um, I hope you feel that it's hard to, you, you cannot compare because you don't know the, the kind of wife that I was first go round, but, um, more controlling, hard to believe perhaps his eyes just got really wide. <laughs> like he cannot believe, but, um, yeah, I used to have like such a set picture in my mind of how things were supposed to be in a quote unquote Christian marriage and the roles. And, and I really just let you be you. I also genuinely try to hold my tongue more like in a good way, not in like a keeping it all in way. Um, I was just so controlly and naggy and criticized and yelled so much the first time. Um, and so that was definitely something that I kind of told myself that I will absolutely work on if there's ever a second chance. Um, I would also recommend that you listen to episode 23, where I shared my top 10 best marriage tips. It's a okay. commercial plug in. Yeah. Okay. So as we wrap up, um, any last like 30 second words that you have to say? Um, I would just say if you're going through divorce or you're divorced or you've been divorced, um, put some time and thought and effort into yourself. Don't worry about your spouse, your ex-spouse. Put your time in and learn who you are and what you want out of life. Life is short. Try to figure out what you want to do in the next 10, 20, 30 years of your life. Yeah, that's really good. That's so good. Um, thank you for being on. Um, we could have kept going, I have a feeling, but we're, the time is literally the timer is 30 seconds ticking away. So sweet girls, all that to say, no matter your relational status, no matter the choices you've made or in the middle of your heartbreak, you are the unconditionally beloved daughter of God. And he is so delighted with you. You came into this world and you start each day already completely loved with no other loves to beg for and nothing to prove to anyone till next time. And thank you, honey. So, so much love. Bye.